Welcome to Bad Friends, Bad Lovers. That is the title of this show, and this is a live recording of I'm the Villain. So for those of you... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, this is a podcast about millennials and the various norms that millennials are questioning and dismantling. And so we've done episodes on things like veganism, the military-industrial complex, stuff like that. And usually it's stuff that we think that millennials are doing well, like questioning norms that we think are legitimately bad. But I think for this episode, we're like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> this is definitely one of those things that millennials are actually pretty shit at, is accountability with respect to their relationships. And so... <laughs> damn, damn. Yeah. So I'm Isabel Knight. We're just going to go around and, like, say our names, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is very casual. We didn't prep at all for this, but that's yeah, what we, we always do. We so that's on brand. Um, <laughs> I'm DeAndre. Should we say anything else besides our names? I'm DeAndre. Whatever. <laughs> well, you guys can say what your podcasts are and everything. So, uh, my name is Carlin Crawley. I am host of the Femtourage podcast. That's it. Okay. The last time I introduced myself on this podcast, I told them I had manganese, so I'm just gonna be quiet. I was I was <laughs> counting I was counting on your like your dope ass intro, but it's I know fine. me no. too. Keeping it classy today. <laughs> <laughs> I am Ronald Young Jr. I'm host of the Time Well Spent podcast, Leaving the Theater podcast, and owner of Oh, It's Big Ron Studios. Please subscribe to everything I just said. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a little plug sesh at the end. I appreciate that. I brought stickers. Yeah. I'm so we jealous. unfortunately did not bring stickers. <laughs> yeah, we, we ordered stickers for this event. Uh, they got lost in the mail. Yeah, it was tragic. They got lost in the mail. So don't ever order from Sticker Mule. What? Sticker Mule. I always order from Sticker Mule. <laughs> yeah, well, they lost our shit, dude. Hey, well, I got a contact. You got to let me know. Anyway, they fully also, lost our shit. Shout out to Podcast Garage. Give me a, give me a hand, yo. PRX. Sarah in the back. She's the yeah. manager of this space. And For Mickey, free. AKA Panama, AKA, I don't know. <laughs> She's doing our sound. So shout out to both of you guys. Thank you so much. And one last thank you to all of you for being here <laughs> for our first podcast, our live podcast. Um, okay, so my first question for everybody. I'd like everyone to go around and rate themselves on a scale of one to five. Five is you're a great friend, like you're the best friend you could ever be. And one is that you're an awful friend. I think you should start. Me? Yeah. That's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty bold question out of the gate. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think this is going to really help us set the stage for this conversation. Um, I think that I'm a solid, on average, like 3.2 friend. And I'll tell you why. I think, that, <laughs> I think that, I think that, like when I'm here, like when we're face to face, like I'm in it, you know. I think that I can be a bad texter, which I think is one of the metrics of being a good friend. But I don't think that I, I don't flake, like ever. Like I, I'm very much against flaking. Um, actually, so now I'm gonna bump myself. Three point seven. I think I'm a three point. <laughs> I think I'm a three point seven friend. Okay. Um, popcorn. What are the other metrics? I'm curious. Well, I think that's a, that's my next question, mm. and we can get into that now. Yeah, I think you I should guess. like you know when you rate yourself, you should be, like be this is my metric. Yeah, so we need a we need a rubric can, is yeah. what you're saying. Okay, I think um, electronic communication is a metric. <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right. I think being present when you're hanging out with people is a metric. Okay. I think. Showing up when you make plans mm -hmm. is a metric. And hot take, I think that... <laughs> <laughs> hot take, I think that initiating plans should be a fucking metric. I feel like I'm always yeah, initiating I plans. I agree with that. I agree. Just keep it real. <laughs> um, 
So on, along those lines, I feel like I'm a 3.7. I feel like I'm a good friend. I have room to grow. For my best friends, I'm a great friend. For my distant friends, I could be better. Okay. I think that I, I want to hear from Ronald because like you kind of helped us like come up with this <laughs> yeah. whole theme. I feel, like, I feel like I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I'm a four. Okay. <laughs> I'd say I'm a solid four. And I think by all of your metrics, I would say... I show up on all of those, and I don't know, ever since I read the Love Languages book, and started trying to... Oh, <laughs> damn. Shout out to anyone who's yeah. reading this Love Languages book. Oh, I hear about it all okay. the time. Yeah, ever since I read the Love Languages book, I felt like I really try to apply that those methods to like friendships as well, and thinking about how people receive love and how they need it. So... If I find out what your love language is, like if, I, if you're an acts of service person, I'll be like, cool, I'm about to change your tires. We're doing this. Damn. You know, like, <laughs> like, so by your metrics, though, I think I do all of those things well. Um, the flaking thing, I'm anti-flaking, too. But I also am very understanding if people don't want to do stuff because I have very much, like, I'm 35. So you get to a place you're where, 35? like, yeah. We, you're we, a grown-ass <laughs> man. That's what, that's what I just heard. Are you, are you a millennial? Say what? Are you a millennial? <laughs> yes. Are you allowed to be We didn't screen that. <laughs> so my thing is like, but like being 35, sometimes when you get in the house, you just want to be in the house. So, and like, I don't care what I planned. If it's like six Four o'clock, it's 30. Yeah. It's like, it's, I got to go to bed. Like, yeah. but so I under, I'm like a more understanding with that, but there's some stuff that you can't flake on. So I, w- I would agree with you on that. So like there's the, there's important things I've seen people flake on that have kind of dropped their friendship rankings to me. Fucking so. same. Say what? Same. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Big same. Well, yeah. do you think that as you get older, the standard goes down? Or do you think that people are just more understanding the older you are because you're like, oh, yeah, we've all got like shit to do. Like More and more people have like kids and stuff like that, and it's like not necessarily a standards thing. I don't think so. I think everybody's different. Yeah. Like I think people are all different, and the older you get, I think the more apt you are to be around people who are more... <laughs> more like-minded so it's more like i don't want to hang out like if i don't want to go to the club i gotta stop hanging out with club rats you know what i mean so So i want to i want to hang out with people who just want to watch netflix and play board games let's do that you know what i mean so i think Mm. that's the only thing that changes and then as you get older i think you get better at picking those picking people that are like that you know from you're, the game, like, you're jumping to the like environmental curation part of this conversation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. No, I think you should go. Um, well, I'm having trouble with answering the question because uh, we've talked about having one group of friends. I think you need tiers of friends. Ooh, okay. I so agree. I have my A team. Yes. My B team. <laughs> my C team. Okay, and then randoms. So, <laughs> Can you please take us through each tier and their yeah. responsibilities? Yeah, I gotta know. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, A team. Our core values have to be aligned, okay? There shouldn't really be any restrictions mm-hmm. in the friendship. We should be able to do anything together, right? I can tell you anything. These are the people that I call if I'm having like some emotional situations. I would expect that they would call me and I would show up. How Four. long does it take for someone to get to the A tier? I'm gonna tell you something. I don't have no new friends. Oh, ooh. I, I don't have. <laughs> I don't have any new friends. All of my all my A team friends are like from 2007, 2009. <laughs> uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Two good years. <laughs> you look <laughs> me. Freshman year in college. Yeah. 
and you the year I and eye. the year I was initiated. Into you looked my me dead sorority. in my eye and you Those said, and that's it. Very <laughs> yes. What sorority? AK. Okay. Yes. So, all right. Now, <laughs> so there's no flaking on the 18th. Okay, if I say I'm coming, I'm coming. Unless we are both at the same time tired, then we stay in our black ass home. I'm with that. All right. Now, my B team, love them, okay? Uh, but we do not have to talk every week. Um, mm-hmm. And we do not have to see each other every month. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, A team requirements are different. So I need to see them a lot. And then uh, C team is just like, you know, like work friends. Associates, you know, we're friendly, but like, don't cross any boundaries. Mm. So, do you feel like when you move away and like say that you have someone on your A team, like in, in the old place, do they automatically move to the B team? No. But you can't see each works. other all the time. Yeah, but that that's that's just Ooh, different. Good question. That's just different. They they just all happen to most of them happen to live here. But um, I wouldn't do any major life events without my A-team, even if we were long distance. I'll say that. I, f- I feel like I, I personally harbor a lot of guilt around, like, my long distance friends, you know? Because, like, I, I have a lot of friends that I really love, some that are coming in town, like, this weekend for a party. But I don't really like talking on the phone, number one. And I'm not, like, super into long text conversations. And so I, ha- I feel like I harbor a lot of guilt around... Like, Do major things happen in your life and you just don't tell them because they're not here? Yeah. Ooh. Well, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm <laughs> Trashy. Yeah, work on yeah, that, that's bro. terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I've, like, I recently okay. started dating someone new mm-hmm. and... You ain't tell your friends. I mean, like, I told, <laughs> I told some of them, you know. They got to find out on Instagram? No. <laughs> But they like, just find out months later when you finally text them? I don't like the way this show's going so far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really don't. All right. <laughs> but, so your A tier always knows when something is happening, and then they're always invited. Yes. Okay. Always. So tell me about the randoms. You know, sometimes you go to work. <laughs> <laughs> And people say nice things to you and you say nice things to them. You have lunch with them because it's convenient. Um, Damn. And then they try to follow you on Facebook. (laughs) And you have to hit decline because it's like, this was supposed to stay at work, okay? You are not my friend. You just think you're my friend and we're not friends, okay? We're just friendly. So what's the difference between a work friend and a random? I, I'm putting the work friends in the random group. I mean, I, I, have, <laughs> I, have, I have work friends that have turned into my, to my real good friends. So but I'm not going to label it. <laughs> Are but, they here? <laughs> I'm not going to label it. <laughs> um, but, you know, those are just like people who, you know, just stragglers, you know, people that just like you. and you, Maybe you like them, but just, just a little bit, like from a distance, small doses, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, are y'all going to play me like that's not a thing? <laughs> That's no, a thing. I, I yes, there are definitely people that I see every now and again. I may small see doses. at work. Yes. Yeah. Small doses. But I think that, and this is one thing that I wanted to talk about. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've become more okay with sort of like the ebb and flow of relationships and like friends in my life. And I want to talk about how y'all deal with people maybe slipping from the A tier to the B tier. That is not 
a thing. It is what? a thing. Oh, that's, that's absolutely a thing. It's absolutely a thing. If you just bump me off your 18, bro, we got, we're going to be in a fight. That's, I, I want Ronald to weigh into this. <laughs> Isn't so, it? So, I mean, I, I think when you tiered the friendships, I think all of us in our minds do that same thing. Absolutely. Um, ever since I saw Mindy Kaling talk about it on, uh, sorry, is this better? Sorry. Uh, ever since I saw Mindy Kaling talk about it on um, whatever that show is that Mindy Kaling does. Oh, the Mindy Kaling Mindy? Project. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Getting old. Uh, but she talked about tears. I was like, oh, that's absolutely true. So I have like a best friend tier. And then like basically everyone who's not on the best friend tier, because I'm, I'm friendly with everyone. Everyone who's not on the best friend tier is just everyone else. You know what I mean? And it's not because, and I kind of treat everybody generally the same after that. I'll still show up for them and all that stuff. But the best friend ones, it's like, it's midnight. Those are the 1 p.m. calls. Like, what do you need? Now, the way you could fall out of the A-team for me mm, <laughs> is the, everyone who's in the A-team or the best friend tier are people that respond. And to me, responding is important. And it doesn't have to be electronic. It does, I don't care if it's email, whatever. If I reach out to you and you never, you never reach back, you never like, get in touch, any of that, then you're like, as far as I'm concerned, you're not in the A-team. Because the people I talk to the most, like if you go through your phone right now, if everybody looks at your texts, look at the first, don't, like, don't do it. Look at the first like, seven people, you know what I mean? Those are probably your, probably your closest relationships if you think about it. Now, if you deleted all the names from your phones, you would delete all the names, you wouldn't even have to memorize those numbers because you would know them by the conversations that you're having with these people. Mm -hmm. So if they're falling down the list and they're falling down, it's probably because either they're not responding or you're not responding. So to me, that's how you fall out of the A-team tier. I, okay, but, okay, when we say falling out, okay. I feel like you have to do certain things, right? Like, you don't just end a relationship with your best friend because, I mean, you but guys I'm, just I'm stop not, texting each I'm other. You have to do something ending. psycho. You got to, you know, I don't know, violate in some way. Like, yeah. be weird. I don't know. Yeah, like, you, you have to wild out. You're talking about, like, happened. an aggressive fallout, which I think yeah, we've all had. about a fight. But, but not a passive fallout. I can't, see, I can't see a passive fallout happening with your best friend. That's weird to me. This is why I brought up sort of the moving away thing, right? Because, like, I'm mm -hmm. from... North Carolina. I went to school in North Carolina. I have like a solid base in North Carolina. My best friend Dylan, who's sitting in the front because he cares about me and no one else does. Hey, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> him and I have been best friends for like five or six years. Yeah. And then I moved to DC. But when I moved to DC, like it took him like a solid two years to get here. But. Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my God. But I still considered him like my best friend. But we didn't talk, you know? We didn't, like, we didn't. Like, we would shoot a text back and forth every now and again, and when I'd go back to North Carolina, I'd hang out with them. But he's still, like, my A-team. But there, what I'm saying is that there are other people that, when, especially when I move away, like, might slip. And by your de definition, might slip into the B-team because we don't, like, hang out all the time, you know? No. <laughs> okay, so I think, I really agree with you on this tier system. I don't, I do think that, that friendships can fluctuate in the sense that, like, I don't think that I... I am much more of a quantity. I would say that I have like lots of friends. I don't think that I have people who are necessarily like best friends. I do have people like in tier one who kind of like are the A team who I talk to a lot more um, and who I would and who like invest more in me and thus I invest more in them. And I think that's a big part of it is like doing that emotional labor. And I think from the long distance friend side, that's one I would say I would probably rate myself a four, but especially because of that long distance piece, because I do actually, 
really try to make an effort to, for my friends who are far away, like, Skype them every two weeks. And, like, those are the people who are my, like, my, not necessarily talking to them every day, but those are, like, my B-team people. Is like, those, like, if you're not necessarily in the same place as me, then, like, we still, and we, we still make an effort, then I would consider that to be B-team. Yeah. I have a lot of critiques of you, but I think that one of the things that I think you're really great at <laughs> is... You're the only one who's called me a bad friend. <laughs> no, I think you're a good friend. I think you're a really good friend. I think, I think you're really intentional about the way that you... No, I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about a particular incident where I didn't, where I wanted to bring mac and cheese to your friends giving, Jesus and you're like, Christ. you're a fucking bad friend. But we don't have to bring it up. We don't have to bring it up. Wait, you don't like mac and cheese? No, I feel like we have to talk about it now. What? No, yeah, we definitely yeah, we, do. We, we yeah, to What's wrong with mac and okay, cheese? Okay, so this is probably the biggest fight that has been on, and it I have ever fucking It was absolutely the biggest fight we've ever had. Uh, <laughs> what happened was that I was having a Friendsgiving, and several people here were actually at that fucking Friendsgiving. Raise your hands people, if you were at that Friendsgiving. So many people were at this fucking Friendsgiving. So <laughs> I said, damn, Simone, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Simone just dropped her phone, y'all. It's okay. Um, so I was like just sending out invites and um, I invited Isabel. And because Isabel is someone that I feel like I can be candid with, I was like, this is what we need. I was like recognizing the gaps in our menu because everyone was bringing something. And I was like, this is what we need. Please bring one of these things, really easy. She says, no. <laughs> she says, I have leftover mac and cheese from a Friendsgiving that I did yesterday. But the problem is, okay. it was like a separate batch. It was not like, and I was going to an ultimate game immediately after. Okay. But you're right. I but no, no, we need, to, we need to discuss these things Ooh, in order. Are we order. renewing the fight? Are we going to renew the fight? <laughs> we, need, we need to discuss these things in order because it, was, it resolved very peacefully, but because Isabel didn't tell me something that was really important. Yeah. But I said, okay, I understand that. I'm making mac and cheese tonight, so it would actually be great if you could just make one of these things, right? <laughs> and I'm saying this because I feel comfortable telling Isabel these kinds of things, right? Like, I did have some people coming to the Friendsgiving where I like, would feel bad if I tried to get them to like, do whatever I wanted them to do, right? But because, <laughs> because, but because like, Isabel and I are cool, I was like, no, please make, and, and then she's like, <laughs> Instead of giving me an actual reason why, she says, no. <laughs> She's like, no, no, I'm just going to, no, I'm, I'm, I have this Because I was I like, just, why is it so important to you? There can never be too much mac and cheese. It's just like a thing. You know, because like, I was, so a lot of my friends, as I'm planning my birthday party tomorrow, a lot of my friends know that I get really stressed when I plan events. and That's I, not actually something I knew about you at that time. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I was like, I just really wanted this gap to be filled. I saw a gap and we fucking needed it filled. Right, and <laughs> and so Isabel and I argue about this over Facebook Messenger Probably for a straight twenty five minutes. Twenty five minutes, and I'm prepping for the party, and then at the end she finally says, "Oh, well, I actually have an ultimate game, so I don't have time to make anything else, but so I can come with this mac and cheese, or I can not come at all." And I was like, "Why didn't you tell me that?" Literally. Sentence two. You're right. You're right. I I admit. Sentence two. Why didn't you <laughs> tell me? Because because then I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then it was over. <laughs> but, yeah. I didn't want to tell that story, but you brought it up. Wow. <laughs> you left off by saying you have very many critiques of Isabel, but this is one. <laughs> Just to bring that thread back. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about that. So, <laughs> um, I think the next... That, that's a good friend. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, will say. Enough. Fair. Not bring up your many flaws in public. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we've talked about like our tiers and our friend structures. I also heavily agree with uh, heavily agree with the friend tier. I think maybe I don't like formalize it as much as you do, but maybe it would be useful if I did because like expectations are important. Um, I think that so Isabel, you had a thought going into this about sort of like are millennials just like legitimately worse or is there like less accountability? Do you wanna like expound upon yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I really have this theory that a lot of the reason why there's so much like flaking and ghosting on people is that it's really just something that because we're so technologically, like that's the main way that we're communicating, like everyone knows that it's impossible for you to always text back immediately, right? We know that is like a completely unreasonable standard, right? But because like it's so easy for you to just like, you know, like read it and then like let it slip away and then forget about it, I do think that it does result in this like feeling that all of us are kind of just like much flakier than and like you know it's easier to bail on things and I also feel like a lot of this has to do with internet culture in the sense that there's this huge kind of uh, like I would I call it like introvert culture in the sense that like there's so many Twitter memes and Insta memes of being like oh yeah like I'm unreliable like I'm trash like, <laughs> right? like I feel like we've all seen memes like that and like you know it's funny because it's like we're all we all have these such low standards but I feel like that is also perpetuating the low standards of being like, oh, I guess I've, everyone else is just showing up late to shit and like flicking on people. I guess that's like an okay thing to do. You know, I don't know what your thoughts on that. Are we talking about friends or are we talking about something else? Well, you've already expressed that your A team would never do that. Well, I mean, okay. Well, listen, are we talking about friends or are we talking about something else? We're talking about friends. We're talking about friends. Yeah. We're talking about friends. Okay. Got it. Thanks. I don't I don't think <laughs> I don't I don't think you do that to the people that are closest to you. Like I I was just having a conversation earlier about somebody like having, you know, a long term friend that they like ghosted after a few years. Uh <laughs> some some audible cringes from the crowd. <laughs> like I I that's 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 just weird. Like you have weird character flaws and that has nothing to do with you being a millennial. Like if you you know, if that's something that you do regularly, I can, you know, see a one-off situation, but um I think it also um brings up the conversation about like how people show up in your life. So, you know, if someone has always been consistent to with you, kind to you, you know, you don't do that. But if they show up and they have consistently been crazy, they have bought, brought chaos, okay? They're wild, they disrespect your parents, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to move without explanation, okay? You just, you just gotta get the fuck out of there. Collect $200 <laughs> and, and just move on. So that, that I understand, you know, if someone has, you know, strong issues. But if it's, if it's just like a regular friend and you're just like, hmm, I, I, don't, I don't prefer this anymore. Like, that, that's... That's weird, right? But I mean, that's something I want to get into because how much do you feel like it's your responsibility to kind of hold your friends accountable for things? You know? It depends on what kind of friend. Because okay. Because okay. <laughs> all of that is exhausting. Right. It is. Like, it takes an that's emotional. That's a lot of emotional labor. Yeah. It's a lot of emotional labor, a lot of emotional work. And um, I'm not doing that for everybody. I'm just not. So I got about, I got about eight on the team. And, um, and and that's that's pretty much it, because then you also have your family and whatever your family is going through, too. So, uh, I mean, after that, like, you need to have your own A-team um, where you can work through those issues, like, and we can hold each other accountable and all that other stuff. But, like, for B-team, C-team, randos, I ain't got it for you, sis. Like, you just, you do your thing, you figure out your issues, and if your issues are starting to overwhelm me, I have to go.
Mm-hmm. I really, <laughs> I really want to talk about, or I want to get to sort of what accountability looks like in Friends, but first I want Ron to weigh in on this. Oh, well, sorry, Ronald. <laughs> I appreciate that. Sorry. Uh, I think, like, I think you, you, you nailed it when you said emotional labor. There's only so many people that you really want to put that type of effort into. And I feel like anybody, again, that drops off those, that level, like, then you probably, they probably weren't up there to begin with. You know, like anybody I know that's, or, because, and I've had, I have, I've had new friends, which is always weird too. Whenever people say that, like, there's been people I've become close to in the last couple of years. Right. Um, there was a time in my life, like, between like age 23 <laughs> and 29, where I didn't have a car. And not having a car really shows you who is your actual friend, especially living here. Like, because there were people, and I lived in Alexandria still, and so there are people that are just like, okay, well, never see you again, and yeah. there, no people wouldn't come to see me. But then there were friends that people that dropped me off to pick me up. Nah, I'll drop you off in Alexandria, and I live in Bowie. I don't care, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm like, yeah, I better keep these people around. Yeah. So I'm like, if you're doing <laughs> stuff like that, but I feel like, but because of that, like I had the ability to make new friends when I got a car and all that with with people that like, you know that whatever the relationship came however it started but I'm saying when you nurture those relationships when these people come along I mean these are the everybody that's new in my life I try to respond to them immediately hey what's going on and that's how you know these friendships begin to grow so anybody that like falls off I just I just question like you said whether their friends like are were they really your friend to begin with you know or are they going through something like it's something I feel like depression and all that is real so are they going through something that they can't really be there and they can't really be your friend right now you know you and I, I think, bonded before this talk about, like, over having a car. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and sort of the way that plays out in the dynamic of a friend group. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to talk about this for too long, because I feel like it's just you and I to have oh. a car on this pad. Do you have a car? Mm-hmm. You have a car? Do you sometimes feel underappreciated? I, I tried to give up my car for two months, because I was working from home. Um, <laughs> it didn't go well. I was standing outside. <laughs> when? I was standing, like I was standing outside in July. I had to go get groceries. But before I got groceries, I had to get some cash to pay the man that was going to cut my lawn, right? So I had to pay to get in an Uber, to go to the ATM, to get cash, and then walk across the street and get groceries, and then call another Uber and stand outside when it was 95 degrees with eight bags of groceries while I waited on the Uber, and then it accidentally was an Uber pool. <laughs> Worst case scenario. So I get in the fucking Uber, ride back. The man is like, he's like sitting on his pickup truck, like, hey girl, where you been? And I was like, I had to get groceries and cash. And he's like, all right, whatever. Uh, so anyway, I, I I called my dad and I was like, hey, are you free on Saturday? I gotta go buy a car. So it just it didn't go, it didn't go well. Um I'm sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> so sorry. Having a car, the dynamics of friendship. <laughs> I want to I wanna say two things in response to that. One thing is that I'm not going to gloss over the subtle flex of you paying somebody to mow your lawn. Yeah. Hundo P. Because you, you straight up just like, I got to pay the guy that mows my lawn. I do not believe in manual labor outside of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, so my house is like, it's like, it's like in a row, okay? So to cut the grass, you have to have a lawnmower, first of all, not buying one of those. So, <laughs> but if I had one, I would have to pick it up, go up the stairs, cut about two feet of grass, push it back down the stairs, push it up the sidewalk, down the alley, down the other side of the alley, 
find my backyard, okay, and then go back there and then cut three feet of grass. <laughs> and then put the lawnmower somewhere. Are you saying that the grass was three feet high? No, 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 no. Three, it's like, three, three, like square it's like feet. It's like a box. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, like my yard is like the size of that chair. Yeah, I okay. think that's a good point. Like, <laughs> okay. I wouldn't um, buy a lawnmower for that either. Thank you. <laughs> um, I wholeheartedly believe in paying people to do things you don't want to do. If you have it like that, so. Not Amen. Sure. Um, okay, so the question that I asked about cars was that, do, since three people on this panel have a car, do you sometimes feel one like you're like, and I don't want to like humble brag here, but do you feel like you're like anchoring the group in a way? Like, are you like, <laughs> do you feel like, and, and so that's the first question. And two, do you feel sometimes underappreciated for that? So I'm going to jump in on this one because I have, I think, I feel like you teed me up for this. I did. I, so <laughs> I gave you the alley. So for the this reason one. why this came is because I have friends that live in DC. They live in Southwest. I live in Alexandria. From door to door, it is about a 15 to 17 minute drive. It is not far at all. Matter of fact, and, and if you live in Southwest, you are closer to me in Alexandria than you are to people in Northwest. So don't come at me with no nonsense. Talk about it. So these guys, they're, I love them. I've been friends with them since 2012. You know how many times they've been to my house? How many? Two times. That's shit. You know how many times I've been to their Damn. house? Thirty. I, I ain't count. <laughs> I can't count. And they always talk trash about how far I live. So when you have a car, people make a lot of assumptions when they don't have cars about, mm. oh my God, you live out here in the I'm like, okay, great. If I live that far, I'll come to you. Wait, no I problem. Have a question. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> You know, cut me off in the middle of a good ride. I'm sorry. I, I, I need some context. I was just context. getting queued up. I need some context. Is it because of the car? Do you have the, is your house the turn up house? Do you have things no. to entertain? Yes. When you get, so there's a bar. I mean, I have drinks. Wait, wait. <laughs> there's a bar? I can, entertain, I can entertain people at my home. Okay. Yes. Do you put out a little cheese and shit? You know, you know. Yes. I can do all of those things. You do that? Yes. And they still don't come? No, I cooked for them the other day. Yo, let me tell you what they did. No, I'm going to give you a good one. Okay. They came to the house. I told them I was cooking. I was like, uh -huh. I'm cooking. Don't worry. Come over. But what like, were you, can you cook? Yes. <laughs> Do they think you can cook? It doesn't matter. Cause I, Kinda? Yo, straight up, this guy, when he grills meat, he, like, he, he only eats his steak rare, but he assumes everybody else does, so he barely grills the steak. So you got to be chewing through rare steak for a whole meal. Like, I'm like, I don't got time for that, man. Can you make a variety of cuts here? What's wrong with you? <laughs> So anyway, they show up to the house with chips and salsa, and I'm like, okay, great. And they showed up late. They showed up an hour late with chips and salsa. And I was like, yo, I got food for y'all. They're like, well, we didn't know what you were making, and I know I like chips and salsa. I'll be like, get the f out of my house. Like, why are you eat like, all right, eat the food. If you came to the house, eat the food or get out. You know what I mean? So I'm like, at that point, I'm like, why are you show up? <laughs> I didn't You're say that. Go I didn't on. actually kick them out. They ate the food. They enjoyed the food. Okay. But it, they, it was a moment where they walked in, and then they walk in and be like, oh, Ronald, you're so far. I'm like, this is your second visit to my house in which I have cooked you food. You're about to sit on my couch, play these games, have the drinks play that I have games. for you. You know what I mean? And you have the audacity to talk about how far I live, 15, 17-minute drive. So if they took an Uber, which they did because they were drinking at my house, they took an Uber. It was not that much of an effort for them to do it. That's how I feel about having the car. You teed me up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, Ronald. <laughs> we could not be friends. <laughs> the minute you called them out for being an hour late, my friends started laughing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I, you know what? It wasn't just a time thing. It was like, it was, you knew we were doing this at this time. Yeah. It was Sunday. We were kind of constrained for time. So when they just kind of strolled in with the mans, I'm like, okay, can y'all at least say, hey, I'm sorry, Blake? Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. But it was like that and two other things. Are these 18 people? Say what? That's are they like question. 18 people? Yes. Or are these, oh. They're 18. Oh, and it's funny because <laughs> it's funny because my girlfriend knows she hears me complain about this all the time. And whenever we talk about whenever we talk about it with them, they always make jokes about how far I live. And she always starts to cringe because she was like, he does not like those jokes. And I'm like, no, I don't like those jokes. We get 15 <laughs> and 17 minute drive away. Stop. <laughs> are they here? No. Uh, well, there no. you go. <laughs> no, I don't even know if they'll listen to this. <laughs> if they do, they'll know who they are. Um, I'm so sorry, Ronald. It's okay. Yeah, it's, me all too. Good. it's all good. If I have plenty of friends who are late to stuff, and I want to be clear. I have plenty of friends who are late to stuff. I don't have a bunch of rules in my house. Just don't be rude. I feel like what they were doing was like fundamentally kind of rude, yeah. you know. And if you, if I'm gonna show up to you. I mean, if I was friends with any of y'all, I would show up to your house. I would, like, park in D.C., like, figure all that out, take the windy roads out to get back to Alexandria, all yep. that. I would do that. But every now and then, come on, come, come. You know what I mean? Come over. Like, right. stop. And this conversation, like, it started with, like, a car, you know? But it, I think it's really a, I think it's really getting to the idea. <laughs> What's going on with you? <laughs> I'm trying to make a point. I'm sorry, I'm, go ahead. <laughs> Do you want to talk, do you want to say something? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. I'm just tickled. I'm so sorry. No, yeah. it's completely. Fine. <laughs> I think that so this this started like you know with the rant about a car that I also wholeheartedly agree with by the way, but I think it gets to the idea of like equity, right, and yes. effort, like put into friendships, and I think for me, um, that's for me where like initiating comes in, right? I feel like initiating. A hangout is like, in a way, putting yourself out there, you know? And if there's one person or two people that are always like initiating the hangout and everyone else is just like, oh yeah, I'll come through. Like for me, that feels like I started, it starts to grate on me a little bit, you know? And I feel like that's a dynamic that sometimes I see in like some of my friend groups. I agree. I think friendship equity is a thing that we should think about. Like how much equity am I putting in? How much are they putting in? How much do we have here? Because I feel like that's how you get to tier A, you know? If we don't have much, then you're going to fall off anyway. Damn. Yeah, but also I do feel like as, some, <laughs> as the person who often does initiate in my circle of friends, I feel like it's the kind of thing where then people kind of get used to you being the one, being like the, the initiator, right? And like... Yeah, that's another thing is that I feel like people, it's really easy to fall into roles in a friend group. Right, totally. You know? And like if someone's the glue, like if someone's the person that does that, I think it's really easy to sort of like let that person do that. You know, I mean, if you're not the initiator, <clears throat> I feel like, are you bringing something else to the table? You know what I mean? If you're not yeah. the initiator, are you like, you're the one that brings the snacks? Like, are you, uh, <laughs> do you drive? Like, like there's something else where it's like, okay, I don't ever initiate, but I always show up or I always, you know, drive everybody or logistics. I don't know, something. Well, I think that because we're just starting to talk about stuff like emotional labor, like that's the kind of thing that only came to my vocabulary like in the last five years, For right? Sure. And For I think sure. that that is something that as just a, you know, as a culture, we're starting to appreciate things like that in a way that we didn't necessarily before, right? Because snacks are like, okay, well, like, you know, monetarily you can quantify that, but you can't quantify the initiation, right? And so that's the part of it that's really tough. And it's like, do you have conversations with your friends about that where you're like, oh, like, oh, and maybe you should initiate more. Like, I feel like, I feel like none of it, you know I what think, I mean? You know what, I, I think part of it is 
having a discussion about where everybody is in their life too. Because sure. it's, it's a lot easier for everybody to show up equally if everybody is already, you know, happy and whole. Um, yeah. If you are the girl that never, <laughs> let me tell you something, I say this all the time. I don't trust no bitch that doesn't have a best friend, okay? I, I think that something is wrong with them. Or, like, you know, if somebody has, like, um, like they, like, float around friend groups, like, they don't have a friend group, like, one, one month she's over here with somebody, and then this, she's hanging this, out with the girl. Is this specifically a gender thing? Oh, know. interesting. Or is it just I anybody? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I, I don't trust girls that don't have a best friend or, like, a best friend group or, like, you know, somebody that she's consistently with because those, they're usually a little crazy. Do you have any close dude friends? Yes. Okay. Are they? Would you consider? Yeah. Do you them hold them to that standard? Uh, I mean, B. 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 So you don't have any close dude friends. I do. <laughs> B team can be close friends. They're just not your best friends. But you said A team is like you tell them every day. You got the back and forth before. Okay. All, that. all right. Here, let me clarify something. <laughs> I will always <laughs> tell my A team mm -hmm. friends. B team is like. I feel comfortable sharing with you. Okay. I don't feel obligated to go out of my way if I have we haven't seen each other to tell you every specific detail. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think that what we were talking about gets into a really, <laughs> um, a really good conversation about what accountability looks like in your friend groups. I think that um, I think that it's it can sometimes feel like hard yeah. to talk to people about like or talk to your closest friends about maybe something that, like something that they're doing is making you feel bad or whatever way. So, um, but can I say something to what Carlin just said though? Sure. Like, do you guys like? Because I'm actually genuinely curious if it's a gender thing, right? Because like I feel like I don't know that many people who have a quote unquote best friend in the way that you're describing, right? Mm -hmm. Or like one best friend. Like maybe you have a close friend or, group or something. Yeah, it doesn't like have a to close be one. Group. Yeah, it doesn't have to be one. Okay. Do you, Do you guys feel that way? Like, if someone doesn't have a close friend group, I don't trust them. Yeah. Because I, I think, do think that there's something with like the way that women, you know, are friends with each other that's yeah. different from, you know what I mean? And I don't know if that's necessarily going to yeah, be the case. That might, yeah, that might be it too. I think it's a data point for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that <laughs> my friends are laughing. <laughs> 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 um, I think that if I come across somebody and like I notice that they are like kind of hovering between a bunch of friend groups and they don't have sort of a core, then like, yeah, it's a data point. It's a, it's a flag. Mm -hmm. It's an orange flag. It's not a red flag. It's, it's a, a red flag. It's a <laughs> red-ass flag. It's an orange flag. For me, it's an orange flag because I think that D.C. specifically is such a transient city, you know? Uh, I have an issue with people who say that. Are you from D.C.? No. You can't say that. <laughs> All right? If you, if, as, as a person who's from the area, everyone who's not from D.C. says D.C. is a transient city. But there's a ton For of sure. us who have been here a long time. Yeah. Damn. So watch that mouth. I, well, if, you know what? I think, I'm not, I don't know what the word is, but the, you know, the, the people who import, the imports, they're not expats because they're locals. I mean, Are you from, from here America. too? I'm from the area. Okay. We have yeah. a transient population. We'll say and that. And they all hang out yeah. together. Yes. Right? And then all the locals hang out together. Yes. And so they never really cross. Like you could be, I mean, DC is like, one of the most integrated, segregated cities yes. I have ever been to. Like, you could go to this, everybody goes to the same restaurant, but it seems like there's like Black Night on Thursday, yep. or even if the colors and the non colors are in the same restaurant, they just don't talk to each other. Nope. Unless they came together from work. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> just sorry. I'm so, sorry for coming at you. No, I just when people think, say that. No, I I really appreciate that. No, I think that 
yeah, I think that I always I hang out with a bunch of other people that moved here a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I think it's a fair critique. Well, you got to meet some of us. Uh, what what are we called? Locals. Lifers. Locals. Yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah, lifers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Okay. And now this is gonna. I'm gonna like keep the rant down. I know. Right? <laughs> I think your rants are like a good. <laughs> I want to keep a this good one substance down. for this pod. But I always get upset with people who are not from DC who talk about anything outside of DC as if it's trash or like, oh, I don't go to Maryland, I don't go to Virginia. And I'm like, let me tell you something. If you're not, if you are from this area, you are used to driving to Maryland, to DC, doing all three in one day. You're used to it. But people who move here without their cars, go mm-hmm. into the city limits and stay there, of course you think the Target in Columbia Heights is like the most like exotic place you go to. <laughs> you don't even got like you don't even got parking in there, but you come to Virginia and that's the country. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on, man. What are y'all talking about? It's all, we all win, you know? Audience there show is of hands. parking at the Target in Columbia Heights. Yeah, I did not realize that after around. I said that. There it's underneath Flint there. City, right? Okay, yes. Yeah. Audience show of hands, raise your hand if you're a, like a transient member of D.C. Get out. Now, <laughs> now, now keep, keep your hand raised if you're a transient member of D.C., but you hang out with locals. See? Wow. Fix okay, it. only two people raised their hands. Wait. Jaden, are y'all counting me as the local? Yes. Damn. <laughs> Damn. This is a, wow, this is something that I've literally never thought Work about. Work on yeah. that. Well, because oh, you yeah, know what? Because that's the that. key to gentrification right there. For sure. Because if you talk about it, it's yeah. everyone thinks about gentrification just be like, oh, it's white people. I'm like, no, it's not just white people. Yeah. It's like transients coming in being like, ooh, look at this Target in Columbia Heights. This is so nice. <laughs> and not knowing about anything else that was there. Or like, yeah. You know, I love this place. I love the podcast garage. I'm not about to say something bad about the podcast garage, <laughs> but we're literally sitting in gentrification. We're sitting in it right now, and the demand for it does not come from the locals. It comes from the transients. So it's like, come on, man. Y'all need to link, make some hooks, like batten down. Come stay in D.C. Wow. You know? Or even if you don't stay, just, you know, come, go, and don't disturb, you know? Yes. Oh, yes. Leave no, the people alone. Let I them said. play That's go-go better. on the corner. It's yes. all right. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Right. I want everybody to download a go-go song when they leave here. Right? Um, I didn't know that this is going to be a conversation that we're going to be having, <laughs> but I think this is an amazing conversation to have because I like literally. Yeah, I mean, you taught me something, so thank you so much. Right, no worries. Um, what the fuck are we talking? Well, about? okay, we got about <laughs> ten to fifteen minutes left, so I, t- I want to talk about accountability. Talk about that, and then we're going to open it up to the audience. If you guys have anything you want to say, we do have a floater mic, so. Get ready. Start okay, thinking. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about accountability for like seven minutes or something. And then yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So what does accountability look like in your friend groups, if it exists? That's the question. Yeah. Wait. Not me. Uh, I'll go. You want to go? I was going. Sure. Wait, yeah. Um. Okay. So I would say it is a friend knowing what you could be and in a kind way expressing that you're not meeting what they believe your expectations are for yourself. Okay. Do you feel like you have the space for that with your A-team? For sure. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's, I think that's two-sided. Again, I think um, it's not just depending on your friends. It is also you knowing what your core values are and what your expectations are for yourself and, like, living that in, you know, out loud. So that you know your friends can then see when you're off track, and again in a kind way. I'm a Leo. I have a sensitive ego. I like to be told things nicely, and <laughs> so you know just it, knowing how to. Why 
not laughing. I'm not laughing. I was so serious. Yeah, you know <laughs> but yeah, knowing knowing how to communicate with you in a way that you know, even if it hurts your feelings for the moment, you knew it was for your good. Ronald, um, I think while you were talking, the, the one thing I was thinking about is being able to have tough conversations. I think is the beginning of accountability and with your friends, because I feel like a lot of times what we're what we're un- we're willing to have things that bother us, but not willing to talk about it, whatever it is, and even if it's you being a bad friend or you not showing up, any of that. I think the minute that you're able to lean into those conversations and be like, hey, listen, I know I didn't show up and I haven't been doing stuff and I've been a little flaky, here's why. And being able to talk about those, I think that's when you're really able to expand that friendship a little bit more. So in terms of accountability specifically, I think being able to speak about your own accountability Mm -hmm. will open the door for your friends to also try to be accountable as well. And here's this, this is one piece where it ties into, like we didn't really talk about the lovers piece of it, the, this this yeah, entire show thing part two. Yeah, yeah, we can do a second live <laughs> so, show for about But lovers. that is one thing where I really feel like there is a difference in like you are more likely to do that with someone you're in a romantic relationship with than your friends and I think that's trash, right? Because that's something that like in terms of like, do you consider your friendships to be people who are just, like, there to have fun with and it's, like, convenient to hang out with them? Or do you consider them people that you actually are trying to make better yourself, right? And they're trying to teach you things as well. How often are people actually having those types of accountability conversations with their friends and, like, doing that same kind of work that you, I think, are more likely to see in people who are in romantic relationships with each other? I am the opposite. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, I'm awful to date. Um, oh no. Wait, where's your data? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can, did somebody tell you that? Uh, well, he didn't say I was awful to date, just that uh, I don't communicate openly and I don't flirt. So there's that. So, Yo, I mean, pretty much. We could, have a, we could have a whole different podcast yeah, about that's what, a different, about it's what a different flirting conversation. means, because I don't know how to flirt. Yeah. But I have oh man, yeah, oh. we should definitely talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we should definitely. Talk I'm about a trash that. flirter. I'm not good at it at all. It's Wait, like, so how do you show interest in someone? Um, <laughs> I think about it and hope for the best. <laughs> what? What? Wait, what are you talking? About? I'm the little opposite. Like, where I'm like, I'm like, hello, I like you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I think that you're cool, and I'd like to spend more time with you. Oh, I'm like, do you, you want to have sex? That's so nice. Yeah, Isabel's like, yo, do you want to fuck? <laughs> yeah, no. No. <laughs> Pretty fundamental difference. I guess I'm the only one who actually flirts on here. Think, but he's, we're great friends. Oh, so you'd be flirting? <laughs> yeah, man. How long have you and your girl been together? Say so what? How long have you and your girl been together? Uh, a year. So yeah. you was That's recent. That's nice. So like, so like how, how did you, how did you, how did she flirt with you? Uh, you know what? It was all me because, oh man. But how does she is... flirt with you now? So now, wait. <laughs> Tell me on your wait, you mean, Like you talk about be in flirt? relationship flirting? Yeah, Y'all still be flirting? Just, you're not supposed to still flirt and eat. Yeah, every now and then you gotta like. It is hard. Ooh, man, I don't want to talk about this. So let's. uh, (laughs) I mean, I feel like I got literally fast. Literally, both of my partners are in this room tonight, right now. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's way more awkward than me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as someone who's been in a relationship for five, almost five years now, there's no flirting happening. Like, (laughs) like in relationships. But do you think we did at the beginning? It was different. Yeah, you cracked. Because we've already like we already know. I don't know. Also, you and Asher. That's the flirting. You and Asher. Are a, little, are a little weird. Did okay. you ever flirt? Yeah, we did. We did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I want to tell a really quick accountability story. Okay. And Go then, ahead. And then we can get the fuck out of here. Well, then you we can that. open you it up if you guys want to say anything, okay. and then we can get well, then Simone we'll, been ready. Then we'll move. <laughs> Simone, Simone has been ready. Yeah. Really quick. Okay, so this is a story of accountability in one of my friend groups that um, actually worked amazingly. So I started working at this place called the Urban Institute. Some of my friends from Urban are here. Um, and there's dispute over who actually started this. I feel like I started this, but we don't have to talk about it. So I, mo I started working at Urban, and then there was like a, a really good group of, of people that were my age, and they were amazing, and we were like talking at work, and then, but we never hung out, right? And I tried to get people to hang out, and then we would make plans to hang out, and then 7 p.m. would roll around, and then no one would hang out, right? And we would do the thing where we'd be like, oh yeah, we'll text each other after work. But you don't text anybody after fucking work. You know, that's not gonna work. I don't wanna see y'all. Right, so we- I text people after work. I'm yeah. very good Well, friends we're not talking friends. about you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think this is my idea. There's a dispute about whose idea this was, but we made something called the flake meter. And we started keeping track on a whiteboard. Whenever someone flaked on a plan, we would give them a tally. And nothing really happened at the end. Like there wasn't, like we, we had one person make bad friend status, but that's because she was actually being a bad friend. But, but it's, I think it's actually, this is a funny story, but I do think it's actually remarkable how much that immediately increased like the rate of plans being kept. Like just like that level of accountability, right? And then like, and now we're like, Fantastic friends. I don't work at Urban anymore, but we still hang out on almost a weekly basis. So, yeah. That's a nice, wholesome story. Yeah. Thank you. I don't tell many wholesome stories. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> All um, right. Okay, so uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to do a quick Q&A, and then we're going to do an outro. Well, it doesn't then, have to be a question. You can also just make a comment if you want yeah, to. Yeah, or you can just make a comment, and we might respond to it, or we might not. Um, does anyone want to do that? <laughs> I just have a quick one for that story. I just have a quick one for that story. What turned What's that your one? Name? My name is Shane. Um, I have an episode coming out with I'm the Villain in two weeks. Um, for that friend of yours that became the bad friend, what was the line? Like, when was that card flipped from good friend to bad Fam, friend? She, so she also worked at Urban, and she dead ass, like, she left Urban, and then dead ass didn't talk to us anymore. Like, and, but then, she would come around every now and again to do some like temp work for Urban, and then every time she came around, she would be like, "Oh my God, let's do something!" Like, "Oh my God, like we should totally hang out." And then I, and then eventually it got to the point where I was like, because we we had been we were inviting her to shit, right? You know, but then eventually it got to the point where I was like, "Yeah, you know my number. Let me know if you want to hang out." And then, and then it just be, I mean, she, to be fair, she kind of became like the whipping boy of like the internal office answer, right? But like. We, she had a spot on the flake board and then we just wrote BP for bad person. Yikes. <laughs> wow. <That's so> <laughs> All right. Um, hi, I'm Simone. Um, I have Who's a couple there? comments. I was taking a couple notes. Expats. Wow. Instead of expats, we should call them, oh, sorry. Um, hi, Simone. Um, Ex-Nats, because the Nationals, I think that's a good idea. Okay. Nobody... <laughs> We're not, we're not, okay. Simone, anyway. are, you, are you doing stand-up right now? <laughs> 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 um, 
One thing I wanted to um, bring up was, um, you guys kind of brought it up a little bit, but vulnerability is a very important part of friendship. And you kind of talked about it, I guess, like between the A team and the B team, but I think that that is like something that like kind of brings people up a level or brings people closer. So just vulnerability, you know? Yeah, I think that vulnerability probably has like a, a negative correlation to how far, how much like you go down in like the A to B to C's here. But I think, yeah, vulnerability. Do you feel vulnerable with your A team? <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's no way to get it. I had to pull my wig down a little bit. In the <laughs> I was like, these bangs are not where I thought they should be. <laughs> 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 but my A team in the front, and she was like, girl, you got to do something about your hair. I was like, all right. So, but you were, you were asking your question, and I was laughing. That's why. I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, <clears throat> Vulnerability. Yes. Vulnerability. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Today I'm vulnerable with everybody. Absolutely. So we're all friends now. <laughs> but yes, I. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> so, um, A team, yes, I think that is my safe space. <laughs> Y'all gotta stop laughing. All right, that's my safe space. Um, I think um, just to, just in general, like, um, if you don't have that with your closest friends, I, I think you're missing out um, on a lot of growth for yourself personally. So that is my that is the one place where I feel completely open and honest. Do you have anything to say, Ronald? Are you? Oh, I'm you sorry. You don't have to. Going down you don't have to. I have nothing to add. I think you, you said it. Any other question? Uh, some people. Um, What's your name? My name is Luke. Please Thank stand. you guys for hosting this. Yes. A guest on I'm the Villain season two. Uh, Isabel and DeAndre's token conservative friend. Yes, yes so. that is exactly who you are. So some people consider their close friend groups to be family. Um, and I was wondering, I was actually surprised I wasn't brought up uh, in any way here. So I was wondering if there's an analogy between uh, family-ish friends and A-team level friends, or if there's another relationship there. Just wondering if you could talk about that. Yeah. Oh, can I chime in? Yes, yeah. please, go ahead. I think we use the word family too loosely these days. Oh, shit. Because if I hear one more work person be like, hey, we're all a family here. I'm like, what? Well, you know that's a red flag. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly. A red flag. Like, Especially what you on talking your first date. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're like, <laughs> we're like, one big family. I'm exploited here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think, but I think millennials are changing the definition of what a family unit looks like. Yeah. So I think when you say that your close friend groups are family, it doesn't feel like it's cheapening the word. Yeah. But I think you just got to be careful to, like, I think you got to really define, like, what a family is to you. And for some people, family is abusive. Family is manipulative, that's you know what I mean? Answer. And if that's what family is to you, then maybe these bad friendships are family. So. Well, it's interesting because I think that part of like, I feel like that's going on more and more now is that culturally I feel like family right like currently has kind of almost a negative connotation in yeah. the sense of like on Father's Day and on Mother's Day, like you see a lot of posts of people being like, hey, like, you know, not everybody has a good relationship with their father or something like that, you yeah. know? I think that like as someone... I'm I I'm not close with my family and I like a lot of my family is a big source of like pain in my life. Mm -hmm. I think that I'm a big fan of the idea of like a chosen family, which I think is what you were getting at, Luke. And like I think that since I've been in high school, yeah, I've been like like I've been I've relied on my like A tier friends to like sort of fill that role that I've had for that like, you know, maybe a family would fill of like support and love and all that. So I think that I really I am a really big fan of the way that millennials are sort of redefining what 
family needs. Yeah, I think it's a, I mean, I think you like you're saying the people you choose, they can still I think there was an assumption growing up. My mom, the way she drilled it into me, I have one older sister and she was like, that's your only sister. So we like ride or die for each other. Like sure. anything, like beat people up. Like there was a quick story <laughs> when I was in third grade, when I was in third grade, I got beat up by, uh, by I know I, I beat this kid up because we were fighting. Well, so that's I a big difference. Kid up. <laughs> my sister, my sister found out we got into a fight. I'd already won the fight, went and found him and beat him up again. Damn. So, but I'm saying like, these are things that the only reason why, the only reason why my sister is that close is not just because I'm a brother it's because in a young age somebody instilled in her you need to look out for this person yeah. and if you can you can instill that into yourself at any age you know what I mean say yo you're gonna look out for this person you know the only bond doesn't have to be blood you know what I mean yeah that's real so. thanks so much Lou hey guys I'm Hannah um and I'm gonna be on I'm the villain and I don't know. Would it be next season? Sunday. Sunday. So, I mean, well, you're recording a Sunday probably yeah. <laughs> in March sometime. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm curious what y'all's take is on um, making friends via dating apps. Ooh, <laughs> good one. And I'm saying that as someone who moved here a couple months ago and has been navigating like, oh, wow, it's an interesting thing to make friends in adulthood when you have moved to a new place. You're not so, going to like this one. Yeah. I can already tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at, you want to go first? Well, okay. I mean, I, I've I mean, been talking a lot. Better for shut up. Do you want to go first okay, as well? Okay. Yeah, no, go, well, no, go all, ahead. The go only ahead, thing I can say is that I'm not on dating apps if you listen to our dating app episode. So <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment on this. It's not relevant to my experience. So I go have, ahead. okay, so I just told you I came from Richmond. Yeah. Uh, the woman that whose mother died, I went to a funeral there. The woman whose mother died, I met her when she's now married to a man who's now my friend. I met her on OKCupid. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is crazy. And I'm like, I have two or three other relationships where it's like we met because it was tender or because it was Bumble. And then for some reason, after things didn't work out, we just like, hey, what's going on? What you doing? And friendships just lingered. You know what I mean? So in terms of like an adult new way of making friends, I think a lot of people look at Bumble and they're like, OK, it didn't work out. Blocked. But it's like, OK, maybe you don't want to <laughs> maybe you don't want to sleep with them or you don't want to make out with them anymore. But do you want to go see a movie like y'all? You know, <laughs> do you need somebody to a work event or something like that? Like or, hey, you don't want to do this thing by myself. Now I have this other person. But you just need to clearly set what the boundaries are. Mm. Carlin? She's not going to like this one, I'm telling you. you. This, this, this question makes my ass itch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. It's, and only because like there's already so much going on on these dating apps. You have your hookups, you have your friends with benefits, you got people who actually get married off of them, and then you just throw in the let's be friends thing. It's just already so much going on, you know? I do I do have uh, one uh, really good friend. We dated for a while, and then we just kind of fizzled out, and now we're good friends. That so I it can't happen, then. Yeah, but that was on accident, it, you know. <laughs> I don't we're not it. talking about intentionally going on Tinder to make friends. Yeah. Oh, we're not. No. Well, no. I. I well, you going on Tinder to make friends? Work. I think no, I'll do that. Please work. clarify. Please clarify. Okay. He gonna try to bone. So what if I just like move to a new city, and I'm just like opening up the tenders to like try to find new friends? Okay. So like for me, I think for a while, um, one at least one of my dating apps said something to the effect of like here to like seriously date but also like I just moved here and down for making friends too like kind of just mm -hmm. leaving all options on the table I think like maybe and I do I mean I see people on dating sites who will be like I'm not really looking for a partner right now I'm looking for friends and I think 
at the point I'm in in my life, I think that's okay. Um, but I just, I think I also am just curious in general about what y'all think about like the, the myriad of ways that like millennials can make friends now or how we make friends at this point in our life. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear you. I hear you. Um, I, th I think my hesitation comes from the fact that I don't really uh, trust some men on the internet uh, because they say they want to be their friend, but they really want to fuck you. So every time, yeah, it's like yeah. So it's just like ew. Like it just like when, yeah. you, when you said that to me, it sounded a little sleazy. Well, I mean, yeah. not not you, not you. Yeah, but I'm just saying, totally. Like, the scenarios that I was playing, I was like, how would this work out? All of the scenarios ended up a little sleazy. Yeah. So I just I, I don't like it. Well, when when and, I. Oh, sorry, go ahead. And it also, well, it also gets into, like, I, I see both men and women uh -huh. and, like, non-binary folks on my dating profile. So yeah. I wonder if that also has to do with it, too, and if I might feel differently if I was, like, only seeing dudes. Because I hear you. Like, it's I'm sure you would. Rough out there. Because, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, my side of the dating apps is real ashy sometimes. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't trust that at all, girl. I ain't got it for you. Uh, I'll react to that real quick. <laughs> um, I think, so I've, I've made some good friends off of dating apps before. I do fucking hate it when people are on Tinder and are like, I'm only looking for friends. Cause I don't, cause that, cause then why are you here? That's not what this is for. Yeah, there's but literally a Bumble Friends portion. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a, a Bumble, Bumble friends. friends. Yeah, there's a Bumble yeah. Friends. So yes. I, um, I'm wholly on the train of like relationships can evolve, right? I think that relationships should be able to evolve, but don't get on a fucking dating app and say that you're just making for, looking for friends. It's risky. That's what I would say. It's risky, it's risky. and risque. It's both, yeah. <laughs> uh, does anyone else have a question? Yeah, I had a question about accountability with your like significant others or your romantic partners and then your friends and like how you compare them. Um, and I'm Madeline, by the way. I'm Madeline. So, hi. So for me, like I feel like if I'm in a committed relationship, like with my romantic partner, I hold them more accountable to things than I would my friends. And I feel like the consideration there between what my friends have going on, even if they're like my A team or like they're like my top level friends, I give them more space to like not respond right away. Whereas like my partner's like, you got you got no excuse. Like we're committed. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? Can I start? Um I wholeheartedly disagree with that. And I okay. think that Isabel got to this while we were talking, which is that I really, really, really am behind the idea that you should be able to rely on your friends and that you shouldn't put your emotional burden on your partners, like completely, right? I think that, and I'm not a fucking expert, I'm just a dude with the mic, but, <laughs> but, but um, I am wholeheartedly on the train of like, I expect, like, if you're in my A team, that I, I need to be able to rely on you for emotional support as well. And I think that, the, like, a weird dynamic can form when you are, like, expecting your partner to be able to do all that emotional labor and sort of, like, using them as the fallback, right? And so that's, and I'm not saying that's what you do. I, you know, I'm sure that you are amazing. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I get afraid that like that's what that kind of like thinking would lead to. So, but I do what. think that societally the expectations are less in line with, with with what you're talking about for what your standards are for your friends, DeAndre. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of an uphill battle because you don't necessarily you can't necessarily assume that your friends are going to feel that same way, right? In the sense that like you know you can't. But I think that you can choose your friends. Totally. Yeah. Right. And I think that all my friends know that like, like. You know, that's something that I expect 
Right, definitely. You get, and we're also the type of people who have those types of conversations For sure. with our friends explicitly too. So. Well, I think that's fair. I, I, while she was talking, the first thing I thought was, uh, was that, it, like, I think we put that pressure on them ourselves. Like, we make that up. So you don't have to do that. And I feel like the way you, I feel like it, the way you said it was like perfect. Like if you, I don't know. There's some things that I know that my girlfriend doesn't care about. So I know that there's friends I'm like that. I, if I just want to rant about something very specific, I have friends that will do that. So I'm like, why would I put that on her when she's just going to give me the blank stare and be like, I don't care about this, you know? So in terms of like, like making it, t- it takes a village to support a yeah, person. Yeah, everyone has I think. their niche. Yeah. yeah, and I think you should take advantage of that. Yeah. That being said, if I did have a partner that wasn't showing up for me, it, w- it would hurt more. Agreed. If a, if a friend wasn't doing it. Agreed. Disagreed. Uh, only because, only be- well, okay. So first, before I say this, I think it's important to be happy and healthy and whole with yourself first, okay, so that you mm. don't have to be an emotional burden on other people. Um, but I was listening to a conversation from like, a, it was like a dating expert. Actually, I think it was a red table talk. I think they had a dating expert so on the red table. not a dating expert. Then. <laughs> no, 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 like a guest. It was a guest. Okay. It was a guest. Um, and she was talking about how like, you know, marriage just used to be a business arrangement. We all know this. And now recently we want our partner to be our you know, be all end all. They have to be our business partner, our lover, our best friend. They have to like want to do the same construction projects in the house. Listen, we'll listen to the same songs, watch the same movies. We have to text each other all day. And it's like, who can live up to that? Like, I mean, it's not if you don't have that all of that in one person, it's not that you're settling, it's that you're realistic about people's limitations and like what they can do. Now, when it comes to, um, you know, showing up, I think I would not expect just, you know, anyone that I'm dating at the time to show up for me more than I would expect my friends to until it's my husband. Okay, now when I go out in the streets and I find my husband, it's gonna be a different situation, okay? (laughs) Okay, so, but, you know, just for now, like, you know, we're just, you know, dating, we're single and dating, so I I rely on my friends more than I do partners right now. Really good question. question. Isabel, how do you feel about marriage? Oh my God! The reason the reason the reason he brings this up is because we were on another podcast on Simone's podcast podcast where we were talking about how the hills that we die on, and my hill that I would die on is fuck marriage. (laughs) Heavy agree. Heavy agree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I, I feel like we can maybe go into it another yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, new episode. Well, actually, on Simone's podcast, so there's there's a plug right there. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice, nice to meet you. you. It's her podcast. I have a question uh, off that conversation you guys were. What's having. your name? I'm Anna. Um, and what stood out to me in this conversation you guys were just having is the communication aspect. I feel like a lot of people expect things from their partners or their friends without really making those expectations clear. And I was wondering if that's something you guys think about in terms of like friends versus partners. Like, is there more of an expectation to talk to one, not the other? Or do you think people should just, like if they're for you, they should know what you need kind of thing? 
I think I think you're well. I think what the, the, the implication I get from that is that there there is a more higher expectation to talk to your romantic partners. And I totally agree. Like societally, that's the case, right? Um, I definitely have been one of those people who's been like feeling like I was disappointed in friends and didn't didn't bring it up with them, right? And it is because I do think that no matter how much you want to see your friends as being like kind of on that equal playing field, I think that you're less likely to like start conflict with people than if you, because you see your partner, I think as being a much more, it's like higher stakes, you know? And so you're more likely to have that conversation, which I don't think is necessarily the way it should be, but I think that's just like the way it is. And I, I've definitely been, uh, a bit, you know, I perpetrated that as well. I think expectations, um, for me, I like, I feel like if you have an expectation of somebody, then it needs to be made clear. And if someone, and I think that it's not like, it's definitely understandable that you may not have known that you had the sort of like internal expectation of somebody until they break it and then you feel bad. But I think that when you, when they break it and you feel bad, then you should like vocalize that. And I think that that is something that should be ubiquitous across your like your romantic partners and your friends, which you know is not a surprising take given what I just said. I have nothing to add. Okay. Does anyone else have any? Yeah. Uh, I want to return to the gendered situation. Like, it's definitely there. Um, like, um, you know, like men, mass folks are not raised to like be vulnerable and like have best friends, whatever. Like, with this emotional labor conversation the last five years, we learned that men don't have friends or like don't have best friends. And so I'm. Curious to hear for all y'all, like when did you learn how to be a friend or how to be a good friend and like how? Because sounds like it didn't happen at like three years old. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I that's that kind of ties into my whole shtick about marriage because I really feel like the oh fuck, I literally just forgot your question. Oh, you're talking about the like the emotional labor piece of it, right? Um, yes, when and you learn how to be a friend. Yeah, I think that, in fact, a lot of my stuff, like a lot of the things that I now do with my friends, I actually learned through my first relationship. So there is kind of like an intermingling there. But like in that emotional labor conversation, that's part of the reason why marriage is such like a sticking point for me because the I think the the first like major conversation on the internet was on this thread called like, it was like a meta filter thread that has like 4,000 different comments in it. I send it to like everyone and it's basically a lot of wives like complaining about their husbands, but for like totally legitimate reasons, right? And one of them is that they would be, they would always be the ones like sending holiday cards. Like there was this one particular anecdote where this woman, like she, they got married and then her husband's family, like like her husband's, like her mother-in-law gave her an address book with all of their family's birthdays in it and expected her to send out cards for all of those people. And then like the next time they met for Christmas and she hadn't done it, they were like, what are you doing, you know? And it's like shit like that, where I feel like that kind of burden is not something that you necessarily think about, because like if you're not the one writing the Christmas cards, why would you even think about that, right? Um, or the birthday cards or whatever, right? And so that is one of, the, one of the things that really is a sticking point for me on like, how do you learn how to do those types of things? And often like, it, it's, it's terrible for men too, because then like, when their wives die, they're like, oh, my, my relationships are no longer being maintained. Why don't I have any friends anymore, right? And like, that's also bad. I think it varies from person to person. Like, I feel like, uh, so growing up, 
I, I grew up in the church. So in terms of having a community, like it was built in. And so there's people that have been in my life since I was nine years older and younger because we all went to the same church. And so some of those relationships like still existed throughout college and as things changed and all that. So I learned at a, a very early age to be a friend. Um, but that being said, it was probably within my 30s that I really learned about the importance of preserving a relationship that's important to me. And like friendship, whatever, what, whatever it means. Cause there's been like breakups and even if you talk about like Bumble and all this stuff where I'm like, uh, this person was important for some reason, and I would like to continue that relationship in some way. And if that means showing up, if that means being a friend, what does that mean? And how do we define that going forward? So that's kind of how I approach it. I don't really know how to answer that. I think um, I'm, I'm gonna go with like college and the years after. Because I think that's when friendships are really important. Like, before that, it's just kind of cute, right? It's just like, yeah. let's go to the movies. Like, let's, you know, go shopping together. Let's, you know, get dressed together for this event. But, like, when you start, um, everybody starts getting into the real world and you start, you know, having your jobs and you start having, like, real family issues, real, you know, work issues, financial issues, whatever. Like, learning how to be emotionally available and helpful to your friends, I think... I think that's when you learn how to be a good friend is when y'all like start experiencing like real shit. Yeah, I think I'd go off of that and say like late college, uh, like right after college when we did our fellowship. Like I do think that I literally had to be taught, you know, like I didn't, I didn't understand like the sort of the, like the intricacies of like emotional labor and like, you know, putting effort in and stuff like that. So yeah, I do think that I really like did literally have to be taught. Do people like call you out? Yeah. Yeah, especially when I got in the fellowship. I think it's really underrated calling people out because so many people don't do it, and it's actually so useful for people because you might otherwise literally just not know. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else? I just want to go back to whoa. Um, I just want to go back to the meta filter like thread that you mentioned. The one, and it's entirely unrelated. I mean, it's kind of related to this. The one that always stands out to me that I always think about is the story on that where the girl talks about her mom getting sick and how she like uprooted her entire life like across the country to move like next door to her mom and help take care of her when meanwhile her brother lived in the same house <laughs> as her mom and did not change anything about his life um, yeah that's all i had to say it was just like i that's the story on metafilter from that whole emotional labor thread that like will sit with me forever until the day I die. Yeah, I low-key think that every man should be required to read the Metafilter thread. Yeah. <laughs> because I know so many women, like all, so many women who've read it, and like that's yeah. literally not even like, the, the, the point is that men yeah. don't read it. It was required reading for the people I was dating in like the year after I read it. Totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? People back there who had questions or You have your comments? dates writing book reports? Like I, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is something else, I like it. Okay, I think we're good. Cool. Um, okay, so I really have to pee, so I'm gonna make this quick. Um, thanks so much for everyone coming to this. Uh, I'm gonna do the standard, I'm the villain outro. Um, first of all, thank you too so much. Um, do you have anything you wanna plug? Um, time well spent. I just dropped an episode today, so please subscribe and listen. It's a good podcast. There's this is stickers also a good back podcast. there. Right? Yeah, I got stickers in my pocket, so please subscribe. 
subscribe. I know you guys aren't like pulling out your phones and subscribing, but <laughs> I'll check after this. Subscribe to Time Well Spent. Yeah, we Wait, see. why don't you promote your other one? Uh, leaving the theater. Yeah, if you guys like movies, I also review movie, movies um, as I'm walking out of the theater. So they're hot and fresh it's and ready amazing. for it. It's an amazing so, podcast. Yeah. I will say Thank that's you. my favorite of your podcast. Really? Yes. I like That's amazing. awesome. You don't like Time Well Spent? I don't dislike <laughs> it. I, just like, <laughs> I, do, I don't just like it. I just like leaving the theater better. Okay. Did you listen to the latest episode? <laughs> I like leaving theater because it feels less produced. Like your other one is like super well produced. You clearly mm. put a lot of time into it, but okay. you know. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, time will spend is good though. So, but listen to both. Listen to both. Um, uh, I again host the Femtourage podcast where we interview bad bitches on the road less traveled, uh, which you know they could be anything. It's it's somewhat travel entrepreneurship related. So we interview a lot of expats. Um, you know, uh, business owners, anything like that. So we interview them to hear about their stories about courage. Um, Isabel and I do I'm the Villain. Uh, you can hit us at I'm the Villain Pod. That's our, our Twitter, our Instagram. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, thank you guys so fucking much for being here um, and for asking us questions like we're experts. <laughs> um, Big round of applause for the pad for the podcast garage again. And thank you also to Mickey specifically because you're doing the audio right now. Yeah. And uh, to Sierra. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>